This is Boss Possible, hosted by Ayesha and Chris Giratana. Enjoy the show. All right, so welcome to the show. This is our first episode, Boss Possible. My name is Ayesha, and Chris is my lovely husband and so business lovely. partner. <laughs> and business partner. Yeah, my name's Chris, and uh, I'm the strategist here at Strategy Beam, and um, like to work with clients and talk about marketing and drink craft beer. But yeah, I'm excited for this show and thank you for putting it together. It's been four years in the making. We, it's been a while. Dude, it was crazy. We bought all the microphones and stuff and was sitting there. And then COVID. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> we are making this show because we want to talk about marketing and business. We've been in business for 10 years wow. and through or over the course of the next few episodes, we'll talk a little bit more about ourselves and you know, where the business has come from, but just talk about what it's like being a business owner, being married to my business partner. And we also have a son Lincoln. And so talking about what that looks like day to day. So talking about the marketing and business piece, but then how that intersects with our regular life and our relationship and raising a son and trying to balance or have some harmony in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we want to, that's why we have this show boss possible. Let's talk a little bit about blogging and the importance of blogging as well as what does it take to get started? It can feel, Mm. it can feel like a huge undertaking. If you have never blogged, do you feel like most businesses do need a blog? I do. Yeah. I think, um, and to your point, you know, if you sell bouncy balls, you probably don't need a blog. You know, if you sell uh, women's shoes or sunglasses, you might not need a blog. I mean, you can still talk about lifestyle and stuff like that, but um, blogging really takes place and where the cool part of blogging for businesses takes place is whenever there's a, a longer business cycle or if there's multiple people that need to be involved for a decision or if there's some education that the consumer needs or um, your target audience needs mm-hmm. before they hire you or if they're researching. So um, I think that blogging is really the crossroads between what the users are looking for and answering questions to show your value. And that's really where the cool part of where blogging is because it's all about questions. Every, anytime somebody goes to Google, they're asking a question. They, they type in best Chinese food near me. They're asking a question, where is it ne- mm-hmm. best Chinese food near me or HubSpot or whatever, they have a great blogging process because they talk to and understand their target audience. Mm -hmm. So anytime a small business owner asks something about CRM, HubSpot shows up and it's typically through a blog post that has to do with with issues that small business owners have to do. So it's really cool that it gives you an opportunity to answer questions and talk to your target audience that you just can't do on a traditional landing page or sales page. Right. That would be way too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. Okay. Blogging is just one tool in your tool belt that you have Mm -hmm. as a marketer, as a salesperson, as a business owner. Um, And throughout the customer journey, and that's a big word, and we'll (laughs) talk about it later. There's, But it's pretty much just think of a relationship. Like when you and I first started dating, you know, we met, uh, weirded me out because you were like so nice. What are you trying to sell? You know what I mean? We're not not doing that on this episode. (laughs) Anyways, that's that's for another episode. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But 
if you just think about any relationship that you've had um, and just with us, you know, we got to know each other. We asked questions. We went on our first date. Mm -hmm. You know, we started hanging out more. We got engaged. We got married. We moved in, you know, shared a bank account, had a kid. Like all of that is a journey that we've taken. And any business has the same journey with their customers. They get to know each other. Their customers ask questions. Their customers compare your business to other businesses, you know, making sure that you're, you know, up to par and everything. And really blog posts play a role throughout the entire business cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the see, think, do model. Uh, and you, know, you see something, you're aware of it, you think about it, you start comparing, and then you do something to alleviate your need or the, the customer's need. It's across the whole gambit, you know, business, business cycle from start to finish. And that's where I think blogging, again, is just one tool. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that you approach it is very unique to your business and to your target audience. But it really fills out the entire sales cycle. Someone has a business. They want to start a blog. They don't know what to talk about. Ah! <laughs> they don't know what to talk about. Or yeah. they have ideas in their head and it, and then they're trying to get that down on paper. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where I've had a hard time trying yeah. to like get the ideas. Well, that's out the fun part. Yeah. The into ideation. A blog. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, I have one idea. Now, how do I come up with, we like to write long blogs, but mm -hmm. it's like, how do I come up at least with a thousand words about yeah. X topic? Or how do I know what people want? These are a lot of questions mm. that I see our clients having as well as people that I network with and just people in general that I come across and we're talking about marketing. Like, where do I start? How do I find out what my customers want? Yeah. Whether you're new or established, sometimes it's hard to understand the needs of your customer. Mm -hmm. And so how do we find topics? Where do we start? Topics or keywords? We know about the importance now. How do we start to make small steps mm -hmm. to to actually get, get, get it there. Live, yeah. To get it live. The first thing is not to get overwhelmed. Uh, just like a mechanic, a car mechanic, they're really good with engines. They know the bolts you have to take out and how you have to shimmy it up and what you have to attach. Mm -hmm. It's all an interconnected process that you have to go through. So it's, it's kind of linear, but it is dynamic in a sense that you do one step, two step, three step, but you, you know, it's, it can vary and meander, but let's, I don't want to get into too much nuance <laughs> there. Um, so the first thing is, the first step is think about the needs of your target audience. Okay. What are they searching for specifically and tie that to your business? So I would almost recommend just taking a spreadsheet and in one column saying, who's your target audience? Is it um, a mom with one kid, uh, doesn't have a lot of time? Is it a single dad, you know, uh, with a daughter maybe? How sp Get as specific as possible and each one of these rows be a different person. That's one column. The next column is uh, what problem do they have that you solve? Is mm -hmm. it, you know, McDonald's is we can get food out really quick and it's for people who tend not to have a lot of time. You know, same with delivery. Uber Eats is very specific compared to going to that same restaurant because you have more time, hour or so. And then so you have uh, each column, you have target audience or demographic segment whatever you want to call it. Next one is what problem they have. And then how do you, how do you solve that specifically? What, what features, what services, what value do you offer that person specifically? Mm -hmm. uh, these are kind of your core tenants because you're, you know, everything in marketing, just like business has to make sense with dollars and cents. So you have to be able to attract the right people so that they can use your product and services. 
So you're really just reverse engineering it in a mm -hmm. sense with this spreadsheet. And then from there, start thinking about specific, these specific issues that single mothers with two kids have, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and start thinking about what questions do they ask? What, what kind of other products do they use throughout the day that you could tie back to maybe the lifestyle that you offer or the solutions that you have? All of these are called angles that you can kind of use. It's, it's almost like a thread. You're just looking for a thread to create a blanket. Like you just need some mm -hmm. yarn so you could actually weave some content strategy mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So I know it's, you know, not, not going too meta here, but uh, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> Get off those drugs, young man. <laughs> um, just try to tie that together because uh, it's really got to start with the needs of your audience and then the questions that they ask. Um, and you don't really have to think too much about keyword research. I mean, okay. it's important for us because we know how to fine tune and the tools and we could talk about it later, maybe use some notes, show notes. There's like Uber keyword suggests it's a free tool you could use uh, if you needed to, where you just type in certain keywords and you see like the estimated volume. It's not super accurate, but it's free. Um, same with uh, Google AdWords keyword planner. It's not a perfect match, but if you have zero dollars, it's, it's okay. Um, I really like Ahrefs um, and SEMrush are good for keyword research. We can talk more about this later, but just wanted for continuity to kind of offer and this that. Is not sponsored. Not sponsored yet. Ahrefs, SEMrush. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the keywords are just a conduit for what people use to search, so that you can connect them with from Google when they go to Google to ask a question, like we talked about before. The keyword is just a common phrase that people tend to use when they look for something. And then connecting that to the solutions that you offer in your blog posts or the answers is, is really. So let, me, let me stop you there. Mm -hmm. So in the early stages, it's not essential or super important to start thinking about the keywords. Yeah, you just got to start writing. I mean, it's writing. like okay. when you're doing it yourself, like okay. let's just. Let's just, Let's just get a minimal viable product. Okay. Just get the process down, feel comfortable writing. True. Maybe after 10 blog posts, you know, because it takes me or it takes us about mm -hmm. two hours to write a blog post it from. longer because. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, but, awesome, you know, sure. just just on average, like two okay. to three hours okay. from ideation to you know, keyword research to writing. And then we go from writing to optimization and then we go to editor and then we add internal links and all of that is, 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 is a lot. It's a long process, but I think probably longer than a lot of people watching or listening would imagine. Would imagine. Yeah. So it's, it's a big investment. Writing. Yeah. Like not even all the other stuff. That yeah. Publishing, it. you know, promoting right. it, all that stuff. Right. So injury. it's a, it's a lot. So I think it's just important not to get overwhelmed mm, and like just get comfortable with the process. You don't I like that. feel comfortable before you start thinking about the nuance. Like, I like that. you're really just kind of procrastinating and wasting your own time if you're not writing because you're worried you're not going to hit the the right keywords. Mm. To be frank, ninety percent of the you know uh, companies out there, like small business owners, mm -hmm. don't do keyword research, and they do they okay. Do fine, right? You know, right. we see companies all the time. We're like, we don't have no idea how you're ranked. Yeah. Like have no yeah. strategy. What are you doing? What kind of black magic is this? Right. Right. So, it's so interesting. yeah. So okay. I think it's just important that, you know, business owners or people listening, just understand that like when we talk about the tools and that extra 5%, that's going to get you, you know, perfect rankings or whatever, 
not really necessary if you're starting out and you're looking to do it on your own. Like just okay. get just get just start writing. starting with it. Make mistakes early on and kind of trip your way through and do research and try to fine tune it as you go. I mean, that's the only way you can do it, you know. Okay. So yeah. So keyword research is important, not essential. I think you just gotta start writing and then iterate as you go because the beautiful thing with blog posts is they're digital. So you go back and optimize them later on, you know, like you're not <laughs> yeah. writing in stone. You know? That is true. Like it's really important just to understand the needs of your target audience. So then, cause you are going to take several hours to write about it and you don't right. want to just waste time talking about it. It's not, it, it's not a journal, you know, this is a business asset. When you Ooh. make blog posts, that is they have to be made for a specific audience for a specific need that serves your financial interest. And the only way you can do that is by understanding the needs of the customer, mm -hmm. how they search, what they're searching for, and then write the content that fits that gap and that need that's not out there. So then mm -hmm. you could start bringing in leads. I really yeah. like that. I really like what you just said, that it's not a journal. It's not just where you yeah. <laughs> just chit chat and like yeah. throw down your random ideas. It is very structured and organized. Yeah, and it has body. to be intentional. It's intentional. This is, this is the first time a lot of times blog posts are the first time that any customer mm -hmm. interacts with you because they ask a question. Mm -hmm. They're not looking for Nike shoes. They're looking for most comfortable shoes for long distance running. Right, you know, right. It's non-brand search terms and it's questions typically. So right. it's really important to be intentional with it and make sure your branding's on point. And that's why it's almost more important to focus on that and like get your writing style down before you start getting a lot of traffic and keyword research because you could get a lot of traffic, but if your voice is off and it doesn't resonate with people, it doesn't matter. You're just wasting your time, yeah. you know? Yeah. So That's yeah. a very, very good point. So lay okay. off that journal, man. Okay. <laughs> that's really, that's really good. Okay. So just start writing. That's actually a really good tip for me too, because I'm, I'm a big planner and so I can plan mm. the heck out of something and yeah. never move. And in the last few months, I think you can attest to that has not been the case. I'm like, well, let's just get it out. Yeah, look at this. Let's just do it. Look at this. Right, right. So that's actually a really helpful tip. My my next question is similar to like keywords. It's like, not that's not really important right mm -hmm. now. My question is, is there something yeah. while they're writing in their style? Like, hey, this is actually really important. Make sure you write a good meta title or meta tag or what are mm -hmm. or one or two of those things that they can be aware of mm -hmm. as they're writing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this is really the part. So the, the first process that we talked about before the ideation, like coming up with ideas, understanding uh, that's more, that's a little bit more complicated from a business sense. But now that we're talking about the actual production, yes. uh, I, to your point, you know, it will take time to get your voice to, to get that structure. But I think there are some structural elements, you know, kind of like when you build a house, you know, the mm -hmm. the, uh, the two by fours are a certain amount of inches apart and whatnot like that. And doors have to be a certain height and a certain width. Like they're just stuff you can standardize to make it easier yes. on yourself. So you're not so many variables that you have to consider. Uh, I So I'll just do a quick bullet point list and we can link to show notes or whatever if needed. Just really quick, I, I would uh, aim for a thousand words. Uh, I would usually go for five, uh, four or five sections. Um, so you'd have an intro with maybe 200 words, 150 to 200 words. You're just introducing the topic, um, kind of laying out. You're not doing any sales in this point. It's really just that introduction. Like you're just meeting someone. You try to make them 
comfortable with you, a little bit more small talk, and then a, a quick transition uh, phrase that goes into your next parts. Uh, the next three, four sections, this is really the meat and potatoes, where in the intro, you kind of lay out the question that you're trying to answer, you know, like, what is the, you know, a lot of, a lot of homeowners wonder about the best garage doors because they want to stand up to tennis balls and, you know, kids playing. And then the next part, if you were to use that example, you would actually start talking about problems that homeowners tend to have with their garage doors and how to address that. So if you have a garage door company, you'd say, uh, how to, you know, how to get dents out of your garage door. These are really bad ideas because I'm just <laughs> thinking about it off the top of my head. Uh, but you know, how to get dents out, how to, uh, repaint a garage door and then how to, um, fix a garage door if it, if it, if it's not going up and down properly or whatever. Um, so this is really the cool part where these would be H2 tags where you could actually put specific questions like exact match questions that people are asking online or customers have asked you, uh, to find these questions. You could go to your customer service reps, you go to your sales reps, um, you go through your CRM and look at notes. Uh, and H2 is, is just from a technical standpoint, it stands for header two. Um, since Google's a robot, it scans websites and it looks for these little H2 tags to understand the importance and kind of the structure of a blog post so that it can understand context a little bit more. So these H2s are important from a, a technical standpoint for robots, but it also helps to break up a piece of content on mobile and also desktop. Um, as people are scanning or, or looking for the information they need. So it is important to have H2s and H3s and things like that. I was just going to say, it's not it's not just a bunch of H2s. It no. actually starts that like yeah. one, two, and you yeah. go down. It's almost like a bullet point, it like is, a yeah. bullet list where you exactly. have like one yeah. and then it goes into this little white dot. And the next one is a square, you yeah. know, so 250 words, really flesh out answers to the question that you're trying to address or about common needs that people have. Uh, I would recommend keeping each paragraph only about two sentences, and this is just to so that it's easier to read on mobile. Uh, if you have a paragraph that's eight sentences long, it's just a giant block of text and you can't look at it well. Um, try to add bullet lists yes. whenever, you know, once or twice. I usually like to do that in one or two sections of a blog post. Um, I just think from a, um aesthetic standpoint, it helps break it up. And also Google does look for bullet lists to um, to summarize in different uh, search engine reser results page features, um, such as featured snippets and things like that. So you can um, actually start to see bulleted lists show up in the the, the Google preview mm -hmm. uh, section. So uh, just kind of a, a SEO hack there, you know, if you quick fix there, yeah. <laughs> um, the secret success. So. Um, so yeah, just going through and, you know, just using natural language and, um, okay. giving information and making sure you tie it up with a conclusion and then okay. it's just good storytelling. Right. Know? And have a, a call to action. Yeah. And I forgot to add within each yes. blog post, um, inter interlinking, uh, it's oh, like where yes. you link to other pages. So Google's just a robot that goes through a site. If you think of spider web it has a lot of connecting nodes. And mm -hmm. if you think of each blog post or page on your site as a different node, um, it's in your best interest or in our best interest as business owners to connect blog posts and pages together whenever possible, because then it helps Google see the connection between content on your site. So uh, we talked about different uh, users and needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have, it's called a, 
a content cluster where you create maybe 10 blog posts around a specific need or set of questions that people have, mm -hmm. and then interlinking those together. Um, I typically recommend doing three to four internal links to other blog posts, and then maybe one or two internal links to sales pages or landing pages on your site so that it helps Google understand how everything is connected, but it also helps with that customer journey that we talked about before, moving people from blog posts with a question yeah. to a landing page or sales page right. to give you their money. Right, um, and it makes me think too, back to what we said about intention, mm -hmm. because when you read other people's blog super posts- Super intentional, right? It's very intentional yeah. where they're linking to. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, how did you know? Yeah, this is so helpful It's because it's done on purpose. Read your mind, yeah. It sounds like it's important to yeah. start with an outline. Yeah, and, and you know, I've I've done it, done this quite a while, so I don't necessarily need to do an outline. But I I always, oh. I mean, not not. What, what, no, bushy, bushy, I, get, but, I get what you mean. Um, you. But I kind of understand like what a good blog post or what I want it to look like in You've my my it. head. Yeah, but even I still will write out the H twos beforehand and maybe add some references. The outline is important for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest part is that when you write, you just wanna think about what you're sharing with your audience. You don't wanna think about all the technical stuff, you know what I mean? So that's why it's important to do all that ideation ahead of time. Mm. And you make a great point with making the outline. Like if you're if you're not doing the outline, you're probably doing it wrong. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're thinking about too much stuff at once, so you can't really think about your audience. So. Yeah. You're here to to answer specific questions for your audience and needs. It's just a process where now once you have the outline and after ideation, you know what you're going to say. And then the outline is how you're going to say it. And then you're writing it is is actually, you know, what and and where and like filling it out. Exactly. It's what you learn in high school. English is write an outline like right. they weren't lying. Like you, right. you should do that. It had a reason. Blogging is really easy to get into. Um, there's a lot of competition for it because it easy, it is easy to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think it's just important just to think about the needs of your audience and just focus on that, you know, try to be selfless and like sharing because in marketing with blogging and content marketing, there's this saying is you give away the house to sell the backyard kind mm -hmm. of thing. So you're giving away all your knowledge because 90% of the time people aren't looking for a knowledge gap to solve their problem. They're looking for a production gap. So like how to actually make that happen. Think about your target audience and how you fit into the market and then specifically the needs that those people have. Write an outline, don't worry about keyword research. Right. And you know, you'll be good to go. If anyone, any of our listeners have any questions, they can always email or, yes. or leave a question in the YouTube algorithm to help us out or whatever <laughs> yeah. it might wink, be. Wink. Yeah, but we're we're happy to help out and, and give that free information away. So. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, if you have questions, please send us an email at bosspossiblepodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for today. And yeah, that'll wrap up our first episode. Wonderful. This wasn't as bad as I thought it would no, be. No, it wasn't. It was really fun. <laughs> and we're excited for the next one, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can find us on Instagram at Strategy Beam. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.